Welcome to Coffee Time Theology. Yeah. I'm Stu. And I'm Grace. And we're your hosts as always. We're your hosts. Today's actual episode of Coffee Time Theology is a slight misnomer. We got some flack about the decaf coffee drank in a previous episode. And so we thought just to mix things up, we'd do a Coffee Time Theology. We're actually drinking tea. So far, not a fan. It just doesn't quite feel right. It doesn't. And tea time theology. It just makes it sound like there's going to be like tiny cucumber sandwiches and little pastries. Tea time theology, just not quite the vibe. But There are people that just drink tea though. But we drink tea too, just not normally when we're recording a podcast. Hmm. And not if coffee's an option. <laughs> hmm. So the tea in general, yes, it works. I like it. But the tea for this context doesn't quite work. No, it doesn't really. So welcome to... Tea Time Theology. We're talking about transformation today, sort of. When you think of a person who's very conscious of their image, what image does that conjure up for you? What image do I imagine Uh when I think of someone who's thinking about their image? Yes. Good. That's the question. Uh What is wrong with you? I I don't know. Like, it's a convoluted question. I guess... I would think of, like, celebrity kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. Specifically, the amount of work that must go into going onto a talk show Mm. and having to think of what image is going to be portrayed to everyone, what I want to wear, how do I respond. Is this public persona that I want to present actually me, or do I want to keep me somewhat separate and have a me that's a character? I think of like influences on social media, mm-hmm. Instagram and all of that, mm-hmm. and how having a very carefully curated and presented aesthetic image is something that our culture at the moment seems to value quite highly. And that's, that's an interesting place to sit in where most people, I don't know, don't care about their image that much mm. or don't think about it really. I have another question for you. Sure. And it's going to seem completely random. Can you tell me about what a computer image is? For like imaging a computer? Uh-huh. So imagine like a bulk template. Yeah. Yeah. So if you've got your <laughs> very specific weird question. Um, so you might have your, in a corporate environment, mm-hmm. right? You've got hundreds of computers going out. You might have a image for the standard build of that machine. Mm-hmm. So you bulk image, you roll the image out. Onto all of the machines. So the process of imaging a computer is like we've got the base computer and we'll image it to be like our SOE build, like our standard operating environment. And then once that image is on it, that's when it gets sent to the client or user. Okay. So. Why? Why? Yeah. Because I suspect that there's lots of different ways that how we use our language around the word image interacts with how we understand it. Okay. Okay. And and in that example of having one version that you're then copying onto all of the other versions so that they all have the same image on them, it makes me think about as we grow and develop 
what images are being put onto us that we've copied from other people and how does that influence and shape who we are as we grow the images we have of ourselves where did we get those from Mm. how important are they are we aware that they exist and how true are they and how true are they images right right there's a lot in that eh? i mean like because we are all the product of everything that came before us yeah you know like uh whether it's our whakapapa whether Mm -hmm. it's an experience, a traumatic experience in our childhood, mm-hmm. whether it's something someone said once that we just couldn't get out of our head. All of these things shape our image of ourselves. All of these sort of things shape our development and our growth. And all of these things end up with a particular shape of our brain, mm-hmm. you know, a particular way that we have of looking at the world. Some of them are false images of ourselves. Mm-hmm. Some of them are true images of ourselves. Some of them are just somewhere in between. You know, like, this is what I believe. This is who I believe myself to be. This is whatever. And these these thoughts, these images, these self-images that we have, or again, images of other things, I think fundamentally shape how we interact with the world. Mm-hmm. And that in turn shapes our behavior. Yeah. Our beliefs just kind of everything yeah. you know it's it's yeah. the lens the world view that we have is shaped by the image in our brain of who we are and how we perceive things to be and how we believe others perceive us hmm. also so that's a whole mess of things going on a whole mess of things going on i think one of the key things about living a life with faith is that god calls us to be honest with ourselves about who we are Mm-hmm. And to me, that involves sort of regularly examining my image of myself and asking God if it's true. I think part of examining who we are in Christ mm-hmm. and examining who God has created us to be has this fundamental component of being an image bearer. Mm-hmm. The template, the image of God is what we're created in and what we're intended to be. And all of us carry this image. All of us carry inside us and are fundamentally created in the image of God. And we have the opportunity and life happens to distort or change that image. Mm. Or we get past a distorted image. Yeah. And so there are things that people carry in their psyche. I don't know if that's the right word. In themselves. In themselves, in their brain, that are not part of the image of God. Mm. You know, lies that people have been told about them that have become part of their character. Yeah. Or part of who they believe themselves to be. Now, all of this, this particular topic, this particular conversation started from a realization that there's a lot of people with quite a low self-worth in our world. Mm-hmm. They have been told they're not good enough. They believe they're not worth anything. So many people think that they are broken and that they're not worth fixing. And that things, maybe things aren't ideal for them, but that's what it's supposed to be. Or like, this is, this is as good as it could get. This is as good as I believe I could get. Because it's not worth, I'm not worth more. Yeah, this is what I deserve. And all of these things are, well, those specific examples anyway, mm. they're, they're just straight up wrong. Yeah, You know, like yeah. there's this, this fundamental value that every human being carries inherently because they're a child of God, mm-hmm. because they're created in the image of God, because 
they are human and carry something of the divine in them. But that has almost had superimposed on top of it another image. Yeah. You know, has had something else that kind of clouds that image and that belief. So where do we get our images from is one of the sort of key questions here. Because like we were talking about earlier, there's all sorts of images out there in the world. There's the images of our friends and family that get presented to us on social media. There's the images of what a person in our age and stage ought to be doing that gets presented to us through TV and movies. There's the images of what people in our profession or our mindset ought to do or think or be that we pick up from our peers. There's the images that we were given by the offhand comment of a teacher or a parent when we were a child that we've just accepted as a basic truth about ourselves. And all of these things, we've just sort of picked them up and gone, yeah, that fits, I'll be that. Or, yes, that must be true about me, because this person clearly knows better. And we've accepted those, and we've conformed ourselves into that shape. It's an amalgamation, right? Yeah. The the image, the self-image, is almost the thing that sits around us, the big circle mm. sphere thing that kind of squishes us and the image of into God that we of carry into the shape of it. I think of um, the shoes, the binding of feet. Mm. In, in Imperial China. Yeah, so... I just have this vivid image of like the bound feet that are like contorted to fit the image around them. Mm. And that's kind of what we can do to ourselves. Yeah, we force ourselves, force ourselves to be that shape, right? And some of it's positive. Mm. You know, some of it's, it's not, we, I don't think it's that we, we pick up one comment or one concept of who we are or what we should be, but rather we hear all of these things. And it becomes this weird amalgamation prison Mm. that sits there around us changing how we grow. Yeah. Or how we interact with the rest of the world and shapes us into conforming with it. So when when we're called into life with Christ, there's a beautiful thing that God offers us, which is renewal and restoration and sanctuary. And... A huge part of that as growing and learning to be a follower of Christ is examining this image that we have of ourselves, and asking God to renew it, right? Hmm. So I imagine like taking something out of a closet and asking God, the parent figure, to be like, hey, is this bit yours? No. Oh, well, we don't need that then. There are so many things that hold us in and control us and shape us like these concepts that I'm not good enough or I have no value or I only get crappy things in life because that's all I deserve and that's not God's truth that's not the image that we're meant to be and when we sit with God he can help renew us he can help to draw us back into the beautiful shape that he made us and intended us to be. I almost have this this metaphor, right, of we're going through life and we have this little ball of clay. And as we go through life, people throw things or we see things that are, you know, stuff that we can add into our little ball of clay to make it into a sculpture. Mm. And we don't always pay attention to that we're doing that. 
and we're just going through life building the sculpture and then we can look at it and go oh my goodness what the heck is this this has been made through all of the things people have said and all of the thoughts that I've had and I'm holding on to this really tightly but it's actually it's not what I want and mm. it's not who I want to be and we can take that sculpture that we've created and we can take it to God the ultimate sculptor yeah for metaphors and he can help us carve it back into the shape, the beautiful shape he intends. I've just said the same thing multiple ways, but it's because I really think that it's an important point, you know, mm. that with God, our image doesn't have to be, I have no value and I'm not good enough because in God's kingdom, we are inherently valuable and we are always enough. There's a verse in Romans. Mm -hmm. You might be familiar with it. Romans 12 verse 2. Do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you'll be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good, pleasing, and perfect will. I think what we're talking about is encapsulated in this Bible verse. Yeah. Right? Yep. Do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Mm. It is life-giving, transformational and hugely restorative to realize whether the image we have of ourselves doesn't reflect who God's created us to be. Yeah. And to be able to go, hey, this mold, this mold that I've lived in, it's not what's supposed to be there. Yeah. You know, it's not, it's not who I am. And there's, I think, a renewal in that mm. of our mind. Yeah. I think that's, for me, that's what I think this verse talks about. Yeah. It's talking about the lies that we have believed that the world has told us are not part of who God intended us to be and not what we're supposed to conform to. Yeah, we don't need to conform to that. But be transformed by the renewing of our mind. Hmm. God being invited into the space and going, hey, God, I believe this about myself. Do you believe this of me? Is this what you have for me? I believe I'm not worthwhile i don't believe i'm valuable but the renewal of the mind is essentially recognizing where there's a lie you know yeah where there's a lie in our minds where we have believed a lie and need god to go hey no that's not who you are actually you are so worthwhile that i died for you on the cross you are so worthwhile that i will chase you <laughs> 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 You are so worthwhile that if I had 99 sheep and you were my one sheep that was lost, I would go searching for you. So. Take a deep breath. Know that you're loved. Drink some more water. And have a great day, guys. Bye. Bye. It was at this point we learned Grace was a hologram. Surprise! <laughs> no. Um, <laughs> we're probably going to cut that.